Welcome to the Potential for What podcast. On this podcast, we explore how a range of business leaders unlock the potential in people. We'll hear how they've done it, find out what has worked, what hasn't, and why this is so important in getting and keeping great people. Most businesses focus on the here and now. That is all about performance. But at Let's Talk Talent, we like to think differently as we fundamentally believe everyone has potential. The question is for what? So let's explore that together. I'm your host, Joe Taylor, Managing Director of Let's Talk Talent, a talent management and organizational development consultancy based in London, the UK. I have a request. If you value this show, if you enjoy these stories or find this wisdom or inspiration useful, please subscribe to the Potential for What podcast to listen to future episodes. I'm Joe, MD of Let's Talk Talent, and I'm joined today by Emma Dempsey, founder of Stellar Conversations. Hi, Emma. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm cold, but it's nice to be here. Brilliant. What would be great to start with is to know a little bit more about Stellar Conversations and how potential plays a part in your business. Yeah, nice question. So, well, Seller Conversations is a training provider, a training school. We work with organizations and for people who work with people, training them in coaching skills to have better conversations. And I guess the role of potential there is often these better conversations or these great conversations that we can have using coaching skills really can tap into people's potential and highlight potential, nurture potential and have, yeah, do that in a really kind of person-centered or thinker-centered way. So yeah, really ties in well, I guess. So how does coaching sort of activate someone's self-awareness around their potential? Yeah, well, I think coaching conversations, they activate that self-awareness by being really led by the person who has been coached so I would call that person like the thinker so having these really thinker-led conversations allows the thinker the time and space to just be really present with themselves to get to know themselves to think about what it is that they want from work or from life and part of that or, or wrapped up in that is actually thinking about their own capacity and capabilities and what what they are capable of And yeah, it's also a journey, I would say, of kind of, well, not kind of, but it is a journey of empowerment. And yeah, I really believe that kind of coaching conversations really tap into our power and our agency as people. And again, that power and and the agency is very much linked to potential, depending how you kind of see your view potential, I guess. So yeah, those coaching conversations and that time to really be heard and to really to explore what's in your mind, what's around you, what might be possible is that time to become yeah more self-aware and and more intentional, I suppose, about how you live your life. Yeah, how to be intentional about the way that you live and work. You make a really good point about um, intention, Mm. because when I've worked in organizations, it might be someone's intention that they want to be the CEO, but they may not have the potential to move to be the next CEO. Mm. How does intention be a kind of blessing and a curse in giving people confidence and self-awareness, but also the reality may be that their potential may be slightly different to what they think it would be? Yeah, I mean, I think having a plan is crucial in that piece about being intentional, setting ourselves an outcome or a goal and really trying to achieve it. And that's like our individual kind of potential of of, of making that happen. But I don't think it, it exists 
like on its own. We also exist in systems and lives. And yeah, those things can also impact us and impact, I suppose, our potential and the goals or the outcomes that we set ourselves. And we're all at different starting positions, you know, and we all, as I say, are part of these different systems. And sometimes the systems can really propel us forward and help us get to those goals or those outcomes or those things that we set ourselves. But sometimes they can really hold us back and oppress us. You know, we know about systems of oppression and how they impact potential. So yeah, it feels like there's a big answer in there, but it's a big topic. I hope I've answered it in some way. I think what you're talking about is ultimately having autonomy. Mm. And I think sometimes when I've worked in corporate, um, you know, before I set up LTT, I felt that some of my autonomy or some of my power mm. for control over my career was perhaps in the hands of someone else. And what I like about this question of potential is that the power on the autonomy and the mindfulness drives the intent. Yeah, yeah, and that self-awareness. And I really hear what you're saying there. And I know when I was working for an organization, I wasn't able to reach my potential and to live the kind of life that I wanted to live whilst I worked there. And so actually I had to leave in order to do that. So again, that's thinking about the systems or the the things that we're part of and possibly creating change around those things in order to create the change for ourselves. So how much does kind of confidence and resilience play a part in someone unlocking their potential? Confidence for me is that idea of like self-belief. So it's not necessarily about feeling 100% confident all the time and, you know, being really gung-ho about something. For me, it's more of a quieter thing. It's about the kind of, yeah, the self-belief, the the inner voice going, well, do you know what? You've got this. Even when those days feel difficult or time feels difficult, you've got this. And for me, absolutely, that is tied to potential and that idea of self-belief. Do you believe in yourself enough in order to make this stuff happen and this is what I see in coaching conversations as well and those conversations that we can have can really drive that self-belief or really harness that self-belief which can then go on to create the change to tap into potential or reach potential but yeah good question I think they're really tied and I know that often I'll say to people that I'm working with like the things that have allowed me to create the changes that I wanted to create in my own life and with my business and stuff was going back to that self-belief, the absolute belief that I could do it, not the belief that it would be easy or, you know, the belief that it would be quick, but the belief that, yeah, you can do this because we are capable, resourceful beings. And that makes a lot of sense. And if you, as you say, that self-belief and self-awareness plays a big part in how you turn up, you know, mm. whether you turn up on this podcast or how you turn up for your kids or, you know, um, in life in, in general. So when did you start to get interested in unlocking people's potential? You know, what drove you to you know, set up your business? Well, quite a big couple of things happened in my life, in my personal life. And that really, I suppose, were a catalyst for me kind of waking up and thinking about how do I want to live my own life? And then as part of that, I went to see a coach and had this amazing transformational light bulb moment conversation. (laughs) So often people come to coaching in that way. And I came out of that session just going, my goodness, that was amazing. And I could do that thing. And yeah, pretty much a couple of weeks later, I started my training in coaching. And I think really, actually, it was from even just when I was a coach in training and the conversations that I was having with people and seeing like what people got from those conversations, just like slowing up a bit and exploring and seeing them 
think about their own potential and what they are capable of and the lives that they were living that just really inspired me I wanted to do more and more of that and I worked in an environment that yeah didn't necessarily align with that I guess it's kind of key objectives and things absolutely did but yeah ultimately the way it was run didn't so I yeah I, I set up I left and set up my business um which was very much working freelance as a coach trainer and also doing coaching and it was only a couple of years ago that I set up then stellar conversations to bring it into organizations to think about the conversations that we're having so yeah not just for professional coaches but for people people who work with people to have better conversations so if you were coaching a manager mm. and they're sitting down with a member of their team at, at end of year review or they uh, you know having a really great career conversation what are the tips that you would tell a manager to start to look for but also to say to enable that conversation to be better so that both kind of win and that, that someone comes out not only knowing what they need to do but how they might need to do it yeah i mean in the kind of context of contracting as a kind of term we use for like establishing that conversation I would say to the manager like checking in with that person that you're having a conversation with like first of all what what is what do they want from the conversation so it's not just about kind of what the manager wants but actually what do they both want and what do they want to be different by the end of the conversation how do they want to feel when they're leaving the conversation when they've already had that always around listening like how do we actually like listen to what is being said and we're not just reacting to what we're hearing we're actually listening depending on the kind of conversation that it is like to be really thinker-led so you know the manager might be facilitating the conversation but the person that the, if it's a coaching conversation the person that is being coached is really kind of leading that conversation when you ask that question, are you also asking about potential, how to tap into the potential in the in the meeting? Yeah, you know, because a lot of the time managers really focus on performance, don't they? They have an objective and they go, you've met it. You know, I'm going to give you a three or a four or whatever. They're thinking about the ratings. But very rarely do you see managers focus on potential. Mm. Um, so how could a manager or even a leader start to have that nuanced conversation around potential? So I would, again, like ask the person. So the manager can ask the person who that they're in that discussion with, what does potential mean to them? What do they see as not necessarily reaching full potential, but moving towards that? What would be a really great way for them to tap into their potential or to use that potential in that organization so that they were, you know, aligned to their values, excited by their work, growing in the organization, asking the person? Because, you know, we might see potential in others or we might think we see what they want to do or what they need to do. But actually, it's the person ultimately who has the answers. So really working with the manager to kind of extract that, I suppose, from the person that they're in conversation with and what it means. Like, you know, that means different things to different people in the context of the organization. So when did you realize your potential? Oh. Do you think you feel you have realized your potential? Um, have I realized my potential? I think it kind of varies on a day-to-day -day basis. Sometimes I feel like absolutely other days, you know, I don't feel like that in that particular moment. It's interesting when I was thinking about this, reflecting on potential before we had this conversation and I was thinking about the last kind of five years and in terms of I suppose my business and leaving my job and being on this real trajectory of potential 
But actually this last year, I've had some personal stuff going on. And so it's been more about pausing and managing than this kind of self-development, work development, growth. And actually that's okay too. You know, it's not about this excelling forward all the time. Sometimes it's about pausing, reconnecting. For me, it's about transitioning some of the stuff that I'm doing. And so, yeah, I don't think we ever reach our full potential. I think in life we continuously grow and some of us might grow more passively than others, but it's a continuous journey um, and it shifts and changes. I mean, maybe if you had asked me three years ago what I thought my potential was or what it, what it was that I wanted to tap into, that might be very different to the answer that I give you today. So it feels like it's something that evolves maybe. I think that's right. I think a lot of people get potential mixed up with success. Mm. Am I being successful? You know, you touched on it in terms of growth or you're pushing. Mm. And actually to reach your potential, maybe to just have that balance. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. And it was funny because I looked up the dictionary definition of potential just out of interest. And it was having or showing the capacity to develop into something in the future which I quite liked, but it was also the future piece. But actually, can we tap into our potential in the present? But also words that were coming up when I was looking around, it were success, achieve, develop, which I thought was interesting. And it's, again, that thing that I said earlier, like sometimes that word potential can be received differently. I know when I was at school, for example, it was something that was kind of, it didn't feel positive. You know, you're not reaching your potential. You're not reaching your potential. That's kind of almost like a stick, you know, so, yeah, that's really interesting. Well, I think it's like the, it's an old world, isn't it? That We think we're reaching our potential by qualifications, for example. And that's what school kind of drums into you. And yeah. But some of the most highly successful people, if you judge potential in that way, have, you know, left school at 16, have lived their life in a much more entrepreneurial sort of maverick way. Because I suppose it's the three Ps for me the role that potential plays in driving your purpose mm. and ultimately driving your passion. And the, and the three together are all very unique. Mm. That's what I'm taking from this conversation. Yeah, I really like that. And it's interesting, my son, my eldest son is at that age of doing exams and leaving school and speaking about like what success, you know, might mean. And he's quite stressed because he doesn't know what he wants to do or doesn't know what he wants to be. But actually, like going back to that thing that you said, it's like, you know, how do you want to live your life? And what might you need to do to allow that to happen? Like, how do you want to feel on a daily basis? And I think that never changes. You know, I think back to having a conversation this morning and someone was on was on our associate call and one of the guys was looking back and saying, what did you achieve in 2022? And he said, I felt I was too old to walk up this mountain in Bali. And I turned around and said, you're never too old to do anything, right? Yeah. Um, and he said to me, yeah, I still feel 20 and he's in his 60s. <laughs> yeah. That feeling is drives um, for me the conversation around potential because we unlock our potential in so many different ways personally and professionally but ultimately turning up and being our true self is a manifestation of that yeah, yeah I love that it's interesting about question as well you know what did you achieve in 2022 and so often we go to the kind of the tasky things but actually those feelings are those things that we did well that we might not actually noticed even until we reflect on it afterwards. Yeah, I said today that, the you know, I, I woke up on New Year's Day of this year wanting this year to be different because I lost my husband the year before and I wanted to feel in year two 
happier. That was my sort of manifestation. And I don't set objectives. And I look at the back at the year. And, and that's what I shared this morning is that I look back and I go, I'm a different person than I was on January the 1st. And now I'm, you know, the 13th of December. Mm. And that for me is realizing my potential in a very different way than what number I hit in terms of the business, how many people I've hired this year, what we've done, the work. Mm. I think we should be equally proud of being able to turn up and be our true selves. Mm, absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. My big overriding goal for 2022 was actually to create more headspace. <laughs> so that might be a marker in, in other people's kind of success, uh, you know. But for me, actually, just creating more headspace uh, was a big one that I think I've managed to do. Maybe not as well as I'll do it in 2023, but yeah. Well, it goes back to you saying we're all a work in progress, right? You know, and that's where I think sometimes when we get obsessed about success and potential, we forget and we sweat the small stuff of what we haven't done. But actually turning that question around and saying, what made you smile in 2022 mm-hmm. is a completely different question to what did you, what was your proudest moment or what was your success? You know, back to your point about language and how that plays a role in the environment, the people that we live with, the people that we work with it sets unrealistic expectations on ourselves yeah. that we can never live up to in my view yeah you're right if people want to kind of know more about stellar conversations and the work that you do how can people get in contact with you they can get in touch with us through stellarconversations.com and also we are have stellar conversations on linkedin and i'm on linkedin as emma dempsey my name <laughs> um and they are our main channels and you can also email at emma at stellarconversations.com So Emma, final question from me. When you think about things that you're reading or listening to, I know you've done podcasts in the past. What are some of your favourite areas or books or podcasts that um, you could inspire our listeners to um, listen to or read or take note of? But a book came to mind. So for me, the Tara, Tara Moore, who's an American author and coach, I think she's a coach and facilitator and her book, Playing Big. Do you know that book? No, just yeah, really great book. It's aimed at women or people who identify as women. But actually, I recommend that to all genders, kind of tuning into who we are, thinking about the kind of narratives that we hold and how they shape the lives that we live and just really kind of going back to that tapping into who we are and what it is that we want to to live our best life. So yeah, I recommend that book. Tara Moore playing big. Brilliant. Thank you so much for being part of the Potential for What podcast. It's been a pleasure talking to you and um, I wish you well in driving Stellar Conversations forward. Thank you very much and thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Potential for What podcast. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to our new episode all the way to the end. And for that, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. As always, you can head over to letstalktalent.co.uk forward slash podcasts to check out all the links and resources in the show notes and to sign up to our email list.